Hey man, welcome to every platform that's watching right now with your Zoom live, YouTube live, Instagram live. right now, man. Settle. Yeah. What's going on? Yes, sir. Yes. Who we got We're here on the other side of the camera? No, what's up, man? We got we got the founder of you know one of one, Bradley Jungle. About to have a high level conversation with the good brothers. So yes, let's go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Let's get it. So, what was that song that we just played? It was Loaded Pages. And I want to start off by uh, representing Soldier, which is True Soldier. We all know what Truth stands for. It stands for Transformative Revelations on the Way. Word. So, Soldier, let's start off with the root word of soul. And within our community, we talk about soul food, we talk about soul train. But what we don't talk about is the lost souls that we have in this community. The lost souls that that need help from that dirt. We were all once lost souls. So through this podcast, through the words that we got the good brother Mendoza, good brother Bradley from Ireland. Yeah, that's it. Words and our actions, we pray that you guys find a positive revelation. So with that being said, Let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. So now, first of all, you know, True Soldier, Just Stoke, Matthew Mendoza, I want you guys to introduce what you mean what do you do? Wait, run that back one more time because it lies a bit. Oh, connection. All right, cool. Say, who are you and what do you do? All right, well, I go first. All right, so... Uh, obviously, Matthew Mendoza, I go on Instagram as MN Mendoza. It's really complicated, but at the same time, it's the way I like it. But I'm a photographer, and I originally based in Florida. And what I do is just portrait photography, uh, videography. I'm sort of the jack of all trades, master of none. That's how I call myself in a way, just because I almost do anything that has to do with the camera. But yeah, I mean, with what Justin said, what Justo said, the amount and rest of soul and stuff like that, that I feel like that's in everyone and, and I'm just willing to portray it but yeah want to go ahead most definitely most definitely uh, I'm Justo Justo Kamal uh, born and raised in Alabama United States 20 year old entrepreneur but before I'm an entrepreneur I'm a soldier first and with that I'm a generational leader uh, I help my peers my ancestors and also the future people who's coming to this platform financially, spiritually, and mentally and physically as well. Word, word, word. So obviously we all didn't start like this. You know, as the people know me, you know, I'm the founder of First Legion. You know, I'm Bradley Jungle. Do a lot of things as well, you know. I I I channel my inner God, you know, and I portray my socials and my platform, you know, and the names of teaching and you know, you know. Definitely, I think if I have to look back at the root cause because to get to this level, we have to start at lap one. So I want to know how was your lap one and what was it for you? So I want to know the story behind, you know, True Soldier and Matthew Mendoza. So Matthew, you first. I want to hear how did you start in this game of life and photography? What made you get into photography? Well, that's a good question, man. And, um, it originally started when I really didn't have a route. I didn't have any sort of a passion because I played baseball in my life. And that was like my seed of happiness. Like that was my escape. 
And, you know, every kid's dream is to always go to, you know, go to the big time, make it to the show. But sometimes, obviously, when that doesn't work out, you have no other, like, route. So that's when photography came in. And um, I really like fishing. And I also like recording videos because I was like, oh, you know, I could do YouTube videos. And it literally came down to, like, one of the days I took a really nice photo of a sunset. And I don't know why after that, that was the rest of it. But, yeah, I mean, it started all the way from high school. And not going to lie, not, I got some like I got a lot of criticism about it just because it was a lot earlier in the stages of like, you know, influencers and all that and uh, just being one. And so I got a lot of drawback. But I mean, throughout the years, I just uh, feel like I'm a sponge, just learning everything that I can. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to constantly do better. And I feel like this year definitely was probably one of the biggest years I've had in my life in regards to mentally growing. Uh, mentally financially physically or even spiritually but yeah man photography has opened doors for me but yeah no definitely definitely um i want to add i want to add something that i heard you say um obviously you said it's been a big year for you all that kind of stuff but i can see it was a transitional moment what sparked the transition what was the reason that caused what was the root cause of that transition you know take a picture of a sunset why I think it it struck uh, a creative spark in me because I never really felt like I was creative and I never really felt like I could uh, express myself as a, as a person other than baseball. And so when I took that photo and I literally have it on my wall and I have it set up and it's like, I feel like it caused a spark where I was like, man, I could really, you know, spread a message whatever way I want through the eyes of a camera and I can impact so many people. And in the start of, you know, TikTok and all that happened, uh, I ain't gonna say I got, you know, like a little bit of like, you know, followership, like a lot of like, you know, good amount of videos coming out, but I did get some very successful videos. And um, it brought so many opportunities to meet cool people and uh, literally have people hit me up like, yo, I appreciate the work you do. And you literally like inspired me to do what I gotta do over here. And it was some random dude from New York that told me that. And I'm like, I'm like, man, how do you even feel about that? Yeah, so I mean, that spark, it's like, it's contagious. And I feel like that's just, just the same with like barbering. Just the same with starting a, you know, a business. You always get that spark, get that little thing, and then it's, it's contagious. And it just, you know, turns into a wildfire. But yeah. Definitely. No, most definitely. So would you define yourself as an influence? Sure. You said, would I define myself as influential? Would you be an influencer or influential? Mm. What do you say, influencer or what? Or influential. Um, I don't, I wouldn't consider myself as an influencer. More or less, I would consider it influential just because I try, even now, I try not to push that influencer status in a way. And, you know, the whole traveling thing, that was a big part of what I like doing now. And I, it's kind of like the root of an influencer. But what I really love, which is about the influential part, is the people around my work area or the people around my, you know, community, my group. I love just doing stuff on my own and sort of having like some sort of little spark in them to be like, man, we're in the military and this motherfucker's doing it. What am I doing, you know? 
that's what I love. And so that's why I wouldn't consider myself an influencer just because I like more or less the actual bond of, you know, watching somebody grow in front of your eyes and knowing right. that you do. It's just because you're doing what you love. But yeah. And you're staying true to your authentic self. Exactly. So people will gravitate towards the natural you versus the person who's trying to sell you some. Exactly. No, definitely, definitely. No, very nice. And uh, just also. Oh, take memory lane. Memory lane. Uh, so memory lane for me is growing up, I lost my mom. That was my biggest or my first uh, tribulation or trial that I had. I was nine what age was this? I was nine years old in 2010. And she passed away due to breast cancer, unfortunately. And through that time, I also had uh, a grieving method, which was basketball. So growing up all through my teenage years, I put myself in sports to cure my pain. But it's something that seemed right. Something that seemed right. So I used to act up in school, want to be the class clown. Act up, act up outside of school disrespectful to my guardians, my grandparents, my brothers, my sisters, the disrespectful living life records. And uh and I got to 11th grade and I caught my first case. And not too many people know about it, but I'm officially saying this on this platform. I caught a case that was life changing. Uh I had to beat it, honestly, hence why I'm joining the military. But what actually got dismissed. So what happened is that changed my whole perspective on life. Uh, I used to ride down, during that period, I used to ride down the highway and I see workers in orange suits. And I used to be like, I know I can't do that. I know that's not me. I don't want to be out in the heat. Digging up dirt. I know I want better and I know my potential. So what I did, I asked yeah. God for something that's going to save me and save the people around me. One night I was scrolling on Instagram and I seen somebody cut hair. So from then, I said, I can do this. And ever since then, I told myself, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go 110% in it. And ever since, I, ever since then, it's been up. Now, on the other side with my mouthpiece, because I always feel like if God take away my hands right now, what else do I have? And that's for everybody on this earth, like with photography. If you cut your fingers off, what else are you able to do? You know what I mean? So we have to be versatile with our skill sets. So with my mouthpiece, I feel like that's my natural talent. I feel like I was always, even growing up, right, growing up in a Christian home, I used to dress up as a preacher. And I used to preach to my grandparents. I used to be like, ah, I used to have a towel and everything, you know, sprinkle a little water on the towel, pretend like I'm sweating. And I used to, just that, that part, I used to see how it affected and put a smile on my grandparents' face. And I, I actually have, more of a deeper passion with communication than I have with uh, cutting hair. 
So communication can also bring transformations. So um, with, with that, bro, I continue to doing it now with my page and with the Soldiers Battlefield. I also have a podcast called Soldiers Battlefield. And through that platform, I hope to reach new heights. Or I hope to help people reach new heights mentally. That way they can perform spiritually and physically. So yeah, this is my journey right now, man. I ain't perfect, but every day I'm striving. And every day we're striving. Nah, word up. Hey. Nah, word, word, word. No, definitely, man. Definitely. I think there's a lot of gems to dissect from that. I want, I want to piece it down. I, I, you know, there's a lot to dissect from that, especially for the... And I hope that didn't go over their heads because that was very, very important uh, testimony. So, you, you you know, you, you got your test and you're taking through your testimony as a result, you know. So I want to give you of just though. So you lost your mom at nine years old. How was that for you grieving from then on? I mean... I'm still grieving. The grieving process is not simple, but it's different for everyone. You know? Losing anybody at such a young age, your ability to understand and remember them is very low. Unless you was Albert Einstein or maybe Louis Farrakhan. But, <laughs> but for me, I can't even remember my mom's voice. I can only remember vividly her face and maybe the car that she drove. You know what I mean? So I'm still, I don't think it fully hit me yet, but I feel like one day it will. No, very important, very important. And I want to, I want to, because I know you said that, you said very, a lot of different stuff. You know, you did branch a lot of different, you talk about the the things as well. But obviously, the in the child now. So now you know you lost your, and you feel like you have to grow up quicker. So do you feel like you have to be a more mature individual? That because now you've been through something that most people haven't been through. Did you feel like you grew up quicker? Uh, like life was against you. What what was the what was the what was the, how was the mental going through at that stage? Absolutely, bro. Like I feel like we're all God put us through a lot of battles that we have to face. It's part of life, human nature. The ability to accept that and move on and grow from it is all on us. And with my situation, I was blessed enough to have my grandparents, my maternal grandparents at that to raise me. So, you know, they growing up in the 1960s. They weren't playing no TikTok. They weren't playing uh, you sagging your pants or you disrespecting. Man, yeah. I'll get popped. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, they didn't play none of that disrespectful, none of that. Uh, it's a lot of lame activities that goes on in this generation right now. And right, right. No, we we will double down on that. You know, we will. Please let's double down because we will get there. We will get there. A lot. Of, I mean, <laughs> a lot of that. <laughs> man. Too much, man. Nah, there's, there's a lot to dissect. I know. No, we just said right now. No, definitely. So I actually Mendoza about obviously your history. Yeah. You know, in order to understand the future, you gotta understand the past. And it's a term of philosophy to know others, right? So now I'm trying to I'm I know me, I'm trying to know 
now we've understood the principle, the character. You can see the winter character development, you know, like Shakespeare, you know, influence on identity, identity crisis, resolution. You've been through that whole journey, and it's both of you. You see, it's obvious, right? So, with that being said, I want you to let to how we met and how we how we unified, how we connected. Where what how this godly moment? Man, man, that was a hell of a day, man. That yes, was sir. that was incredible. <laughs> I remember um it's funny, man. We got out of the cab and it was me, Roz, and you know, our oh just all together, man. And we were like, all right, let's do a quick prayer. And just like he couldn't have said it any better. And it was just like, like that transcended the rest of the night. And when we walked in, we were just like, look, now's the time, like it's game time, you know? Like so, so what, what, what was the prayer? What what did he say specifically? Because I want to person this relationship subconsciously or unconsciously. I want to know what was the prayer. Well, the prayer just it came down to just being safe throughout the night and knowing that we're gonna be involved with so many like minded people. That I'm not too much of a uh, was like I don't follow too much of like you know Christianity or whatever or religion, but at the same time. Um, I feel like there was a reason, like why everything happens and all that. And so even when it came down to what he was saying, you were just saying it like we have such a great opportunity right now that God has basically put in front of us. Now it's time to execute. And so it was it was incredible. So going in, literally the first people we met was y'all. And the amount of vibes that just came out of that day, like the amount of just good positive energy. We've been looking for that for so long. Because so in the military, man, it's I'm not gonna say it's so hard to find because I feel like say the, this this is this is uncensored. Speak as you wish. Yeah, so like with the military, it's like, yeah, nah, bro. It's like trying to find a diamond in you know in the rut or whatever. It's there's so much negativity that feeds through everybody just because of the system and how it's instilled that you don't see too many people like us trying to rise up from that and be different. And we get looked down upon for trying to be different and do stuff that we actually care about and knows that we're going to project our future. So that's the whole thing. That's why when we came into that, like into that energy, into that room, we were just like, this is where we belong. Like we thought we were like, you know, the big dogs and like over here in the military, right? Moment we showed up over there, we were like, man, we're a bunch of minnows, you know? (laughs) But it was a blessing in the skies, though, because I we met, you know, great people like you. We met your whole group as well. And we just met so many positive people, man. It was it was just incredible. It was definitely worth it. No, definitely. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. See, you only said this very key because you said believe in Christianity or religion or stuff like that. But you believed in the higher power and not. That's a, that's a very metaphysical term because everything works in synchronization, right? Is it you know when the laws of the universe is the law of correspondence, you know, as as within as without as above so. And what you what Justo was saying was that he prayed above, so he could receive it below. And that was that was your thing. You didn't you didn't believe in God, the powers of the universe or the power of the communication the, and the communication and expression of the tongue as you said and that is very powerful in itself because you know whether you believe in god jehovah yahweh allah 
or whatever you define it to be, you have to remember that there is something that's bigger than us. And you recognize that. So that's very key, right? That's very key. Uh, a lot of people, you know, obviously we believe that, you know, the religion will get into that other side later, but I think it was very key what you, what you realized. Um, and the energy transfer as well, I think it was even from my side, you know, you know, just what came up to me was our love. You know, he was coming through with the God energy, you know, come on. It was, it was different. I was looking, the thing is, like he said, you know, it's, it's all fun and games being a big, the big dog where you at. But as soon as I walked into that building as well, I felt like a, I felt minute. I felt humbled. You, you know, I, I, and, and it gave me a different kind of, uh, uh, how can I say, motivation. I don't like the word motivation, but it gave me a different kind of drive, and a new standard to set for myself because I've seen a new standard. Now I've become enlightened. You know, once you see something, you can't unsee it. So now my pioneer gland has now seen a new elevation of what life can be like being around the good brothers like yourself. You know, Matthew was, you know, I he, he was speaking about how he does cameras. This, this brother was caught here in the army. I, I've never seen that kind of stuff before. So now I became enlightened to that fact and it inspired me. I wanted to be around you. That's why we stayed around the whole time. Yeah. So with enlightenment, what did you learn about yourself that night? What did I learn about myself that night? I learned that in order for me to, you know, get to where I need to be, everything around me is already created, right? Yeah. It's already been, it's already in creation. It's already in circulation. Now it's up to me. I've seen it. It's there. I've seen it. I've seen the social proof of it. Now it's up for me to pull it down from the fourth dimension into my third dimension because it already exists in the fourth dimension. You understand? Talk to me. No, because I see the way I see it as okay. I say like this: when you get a new idea, let's say a business idea or something, and you're like, "Man, that idea is crazy!" Like I just thought this new idea, and then Mendoza, your partner beside you, be like, "Nah, bro, I've heard that someone's done that before." See, it already exists. Yeah, we're existing the fourth dimension. So now, when I saw all that kind of, when I saw you know the 19 key speaking, I saw the Wall Street Trapper speaking. I've I felt like I've been there already. Absolutely. That's what I learned about myself. I learned to tap into my higher self that day. So what I realized that everything's already circling around me. Now it's up to me to materialize it because it's there already. Well, yes. So for the people who struggle to find their higher self, how can they become their higher self? You know what I mean? How can someone live a high? Okay, okay, cool. Okay, let's break this down. Let's break this down for layman's terms, right? So first of all, we have to define what is the higher self. The higher self is someone who's living through the God energy, as they say. Oh. They, they, they've upped it. So now they're, they're in competition with themselves, right? So they've been through level one, level two, level three, level four, and, they, and now they're operating at the highest possible frequency that they can out give energy output from, right? Now, how can someone do that? Someone can do that by consistently committing to the process of running that lap, the first one. The first one may be learning how to be disciplined, right? When you learn how to be disciplined, things compound from there. Now you learn how to make food properly. Now you learn to go to the gym. Now you learn to edit videos. The, the art of discipline comes into that. Through the art of discipline, now you can learn the art of um, learning, uh, leveraging your intellectual property because now you're disciplined. So all you need to do, do now is to, let me start reading more books. 
Start reading more books. Now your psyche is oh. now in tune. Hey, bro, what is an intellectual property? Intellectual property is your creative element of the mind. Oh. So it's your ownership. It's your rights. You know, they, as they say, I, I know Royce the Five Nine. He says it in one of his songs. You know, they can, they can, uh, they can take my, they can take my, my flesh, but they can't take my intellectual property. You know, because that's your, you own it. So it's your mind. It's basically your mind. It's your creations of your mind. So with that being said, as I spoke about your intellectual property, now now you can leverage that because you know how to be disciplined, right? So now you can, you know, leverage your intellectual property. You can start reading more books. You start reading the low-level books, first of all. And then as you start understanding these things, now you start reading the, the higher-level books. So as a, as a natural progression, you're compounding all the time. And now you learn the high-level books. It's okay, because everybody can read a book, right? I can read 500 books um, in a year if I need to. What does it matter if I'm not executing on the knowledge? I mean, that's the educational system. Right. Wow. So, So, definitely. So, now you've read all the books, but what are you doing to 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 practice that knowledge? So my thing is, okay, now you've 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 become enlightened. Your perspective has enhanced because you know I say like the more you know, the more you can talk on, the more range you have. You know, opposing views, quantum thinking, quantum thinking is that out of expressing oneself uh, based on two different opinions, making your own uh, delinear opinion, right? So this is all going on. Now with, now, with that being said, now you well, you know all this stuff now. What do you do? Do you execute? How do you execute? Oh. Are, you, are you now teaching people the, the, new, the new knowledge? Are you living through the new knowledge? You know, they say the law of correspondence, as I said before, as within, as without, as above, so below. So now you know these things. It's within you. What are you doing to make it materialize into your reality? So now it's, now it's like, like I said before, it's about becoming a solution-based people. So the new programming that you once had isn't good enough anymore. And now you've lost your mind. You know, people say losing your mind is a bad thing. I say losing your mind is a good thing. You know, once you lose your mind, you, you, you're allowing yourself to give birth to new thought forms. So now you've created a new mind. You hear me? You understand? Yes. So now you create a new mind through losing your old mind. You, you, now you create a new paradigm shift. Now you're teaching people about the about how to live properly. Because so, you know some not to cut your wisdom, but with a new mind, therefore comes a new language. There so, we go. So with that new mind, you have to learn how to communicate properly to your peers. That way you can transform them properly. Yes, yes, yes. And, they, and that's why I say everything's about the art of communication. You know, people think that communication is just how you speak. No, communication may also be body language, you know. Um, your tonality. There's a lot of different forms of communication, right? But it's all about how can you get the people on your side. Now you could be you could be in the hood tomorrow, right? And and you know how the people in the hood be. It's a crab in the barrel mentality. But your aim is to be like, how can I get them to think in my way? Now I have to speak their language. There we go. Now you have to speak in their language so they can understand you. You know, speaking dragon is no good if they can't understand what you're saying. You can go to the hood and start speaking about the neocortex and the left hemisphere and the right hemisphere, but they don't know, they don't know the low level stuff. So you know you have to sorry? We can't get mad at them. No, you can't. You have to empathize with them. That's what a good leader does. A good leader realizes that you know it's your duty to be able to transform the people. So now okay, now you're in the hood, now you want to speak to people, you want to put them onto financial literacy, you know, you want to teach them how to monetize from their intellectual property. 
How do you do that? You speak the language, you empathize with them, you tell them, you, you know, you, you tell them how what they're doing wrong, and you fix their problem with solution. Now, those, those are different keys I gave about how to live into your highest self. Well, it all starts from the Arab discipline, because if one could be this, you know, they say that if a man could be, you know, have discipline over his sexual impulses, that's a dangerous man. And a, dan- a, a folks man is a dangerous man. So it works in unison. And I think, like I said I earlier to Mendoza, everything is in synchronization. I love that. And um, one thing specifically, you saying discipline, I, I hate to go back on it, but it's still, that's such, it's a powerful thing. Do you believe in motivation? No, I don't believe in motivation. Exactly. I, I don't. Motivation is the easiest way to fall off track. Like if you're saying you're motivated, that is the easiest way because I feel like with discipline, it don't matter if you're having a bad day or not. If you're having a bad day, where's the motivation at? It ain't there. You but if you have the discipline, you know, every single day, you're going to show up, you're going to give it whatever you got. And it's, it, I say it all the time on Harper too, man. It doesn't matter the days that you don't want to do it or the days you need to do it. No, definitely, definitely, most definitely. And I'll double down on that. You see, everybody, everybody can, like, it's like, I have, I, have, I have a term I use, like, everyone can be busy, but not everyone is productive, right? So every, everyone can be busy. You can be busy scrolling through your phone, you know, you can be busy, you can be busy for doing whatever you may be, but does it, but what, what sort of productivity are you producing into the universe, into the world? Are you helping people through, uh, through your acts? What are you doing well? What is, what is your life purpose? What is your life design, right? So for me, motivation is a thing. It's a feeling. It comes and it goes. When you're, when you're living through discipline, that like I said, the land we're speaking, we spoke about earlier about how to live into your highest self. I choose discipline as, 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 as the key. It's the foundation, right? When she learns to be disciplined, which is, it's a lifestyle choice now. So now on the Monday, right, which I'll tell you what, I don't believe that, um, people should have a bad connotation of a Monday because Monday is just, it's a term. It's expressed value that we put onto, it's an emotion we put onto a term. So now you could be on a Monday and you're like, okay, cool. I don't want to go to the gym today. You know, I don't want to exercise discipline. You know, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to shoot my camera. I don't want to cut my hair, but you know what I'm doing? I'm going to still do it because now I know why I'm doing it. I have my life design in order. You know, you, you, you may be, tapping into your consciousness now not even affirmation now you're, you're fully conscious and you realize that okay cool this isn't just for me this is for the future me it means that i haven't even drawn down from the fourth dimension yet so let's do a let's do a quick intermission on this and we'll get right back into it but yeah no definitely definitely i just tried saying that just so we can cut it and post you know yes yeah yes. but we still got so much more to talk about man bro this is gonna be different this shit's good all right, I'm gonna end the I'm gonna end the the Zoom, and then I'm gonna send you another link. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Okay. So as we were speaking about, you know, I spoke about drawing things down from the fourth dimension into the physical plane of things, right? Obviously, you know, there's three planes: there's the spiritual plane, there's the physical plane. There's those are the planes that we exist on, basically that we exist on. So I want to ask you guys a question. You know, I want this. Lots of different things I want to ask you about. And it's, I think there's a lot of information that people have to d- dissect from what we're saying. Um, but I know, just though, I know that you are somewhat religious. And I know Mendoza, you have opposing views. So I want to hear what you brothers have to say about, you know, religion. And what is your viewpoints on religion? 
So you want me to go first? Go ahead. Um, it just, in my family, it was never really uh, brought up too much. It was more or less they gave us free will on whether we wanted to, you know, follow religion or not. Uh, have I looked into different sort of religions? Yes. But um, that hasn't really been the basis of uh, sort of my foundation throughout my life. So it's kind of it's kind of cool to have like in a way because a lot of, you know, the people I hang around with, they obviously they follow religion. So just to have a different perspective and also hear it from them. Um, I learned a lot just from it. I learned a lot of, you know, moral beliefs that are actually very influential and they're very much needed. And so, yeah, religion was never really a part of my life. But I mean, it's not to say that, you know, maybe in the future I might um, tap into it. It's just that's something that it's very, very new for me. But yeah, that's just me. Okay, cool. Uh, let me let me play God's advocate for a minute, right? What if I told you that the best religion is the school of school of life? What if I told you that that was your best religion? The school of life. What if I told you that was your best religion? Hey man, well I'm a student all day, baby. Come on. There you now. go. No, that's the, that's the way I feel about. It. I think the best religion is the school of life. You should study that. I believe you should study religion. Definitely, most definitely, the study of religion, but not not the herd mentality of religion. Because you have a lot of people who believe in religion, but they don't know they don't even know the the root cause of what they believe in. Um. So before 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 I decide to you know go on, I want to let uh, my good brother Justo, you know, speak his speak his wisdom. Most definitely, most definitely, and I just want to double down on what Mendoza said as far as free will. I feel like that's the best route. As a leader in a household, you should give your kids or your spouse free will to choose whatever path they, they would like to follow. And if I so choose to uh, have a family, free will would definitely be in the household, even if I follow Islam. Speaking of that, for me, religion can either be a passion or a fashion. Mm. So let's go for passion right quick. With passion... You can dedicate your whole life. You can, like for Islam, it means submission. You can submit to the will of God. You can honor God with every move, every bite of eat that you take in, uh, whatever footstep that you may walk, it's, you're honoring God. You're honoring your ancestors as well. As well yes, sir. Yes, sir. Or the prophets. Right. Well. Or the messengers. Right. Let's talk about fashion. And no, I'm not talking about the dashikis. I'm not talking about the uh what 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 uh the orthodox wear. They wear a cross on orthodox day on their forehead. Right. I'm talking about fashion as far as like, yeah, I'm representing this. I'm talking about the fashion just because you want to represent just cause. Like you mentioned, you said that. Not a lot of people know the origin of their religion, and not not all of us know the real research of what we follow. Here we go. All we know what was taught us, and what majority of the things that were taught to us, religion or not, was false. The thing that constantly gets changed over the years, too. Absolutely, it gets changed. It gets manipulated. So a lot of people, they like to use religion as fashion. They like to put a cross on their body and say, I'm God's child. But really, you live it like the devil. You live in the devil's way, right. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> really, really, you living like the devil. No, that's why. I, that's why I said to you that I said we're doing God's work in the devil's playground. Because yeah. if you look, if you look around you, it's you know it's people who are living, people who are living so left. But because of the way that they've been programmed, because everything is a program, it's a computer code that they chipped you with. It's a programming, you know. And when people say that, you know, they would, you know, people were afraid that they're going to put chips in their brain. What if I told you that they've already done that to you? They've already programmed you. They've given you a chip, and you've they've injected your brain with these top beliefs and top forms, and your ego, the ego as well, is too vast and you don't have the neuroplasticity to dissect the new and different ways of looking at things see it's a skill so you want to say something absolutely and it starts with it starts with the people that's woke you i and the viewers that's watching we need to take the information that we learn from our own perspectives and teach it the way we teach it, we can go in depth on how to properly teach a topic, but we need to, uh, let's just say we need to be able to teach it. And then that's how we uh, begin to pass down the truth. See, a lot of uh, ancestors, not only our ancestors, but the 1960s, 1970s, 80s generation, they have a huge fear, a huge fear of rejection. Rejection is bound to happen in life. No, and most definitely. Change. Even when it comes to NFTs, even when it comes to uh, polygamy, they don't, they're so traditional that they fail to realize. And speaking of polygamy, man, we can get deep into that too because my mm. question is, I had a, uh, a young queen on the podcast and she was like, uh, she disagreed with polygamy. And I'm quite sure 90% of the people that's watching this live disagree. But we're going to accept gay marriage but we can't accept. Ooh. You know what I mean? So bro, when we talk about revamping, I was just about to say that, bro. When we talk about, <laughs> yeah, it is mine. When we talk about re revamping and revolutionize our own economy and society, we have to talk about the things that people don't want to talk about. Okay, let me double down on that. Let me not cut your wisdom. See, what you're speaking about is an ecosystem. It's an ecosystem of cancel culture. It's an ecosystem of, of staying safe. Now, my thing is, once you, once, you, once you hear someone who, you know, I believe the most dangerous people in this world, especially as a black man, well, not the gangsters or the, or the hood rappers, the people, the most dangerous people are the, are the thought leaders who weren't afraid to speak the truth and miss what whatever was going on to society now you know we're living you know we're living in a very treacherous time and we have to tread very carefully because what you say may be used against you in the court of law justice integrity everything right but with that being said i think it's like i say it's important to go back to the root you know i said the root as in the root chakra because the root chakra is where everything begins and it, and it grows up from there into the heart chakra and the the, the sanctuary everything okay so you see, if we look at it, gay marriage, or how can I say, okay, the gay marriage, the polygamy, um, all these things, they were something called, how can I say, social currency. You know, at one point in time, <laughs> time it was 
very it, it gave you a certain kind of <laughs> it, it, at one point in time it gave you a social class to be a part of this because of the social engineering so if you look around you look to your left you look to your right and the brother beside you all he knows is he's speaking about the gay and and the height and the head throat and whatever the whatever you want to call yourself what's going to happen is we know as a product of Ryan Ryan, we're going to affiliate ourselves with it because that's all we see but if all you see is people speaking, the thought leaders speaking very dangerously, not being afraid to articulate themselves in the way they want to, not holding back, now you can re-engineer everything that's been going on. See, everything is collective consciousness, right? If you can get people in one place, and like what we're doing now with the podcast, get everybody in one place and aim to paradigm shift the mind that's how you create real impact because now all they see is this now they don't see no more uh instagram models or they don't see no more people stabbing each other now they're seeing the high level stuff so now their brain becomes accustomed to that like i said it's a new top form they're giving birth to right so now they're seeing the high level stuff they're seeing the divine stuff and they don't have a choice but to tap in because this is what they see so what, what I'm trying to say is that if you social engineer the people, that's what they do. The banks, religion, school systems, what they do is they take you as a child and they show you the one way of living and they never expose you to the other side of things because that's how they control you. But once you become enlightened and you become aware to these situations, you can then say, okay, I'm stepping back out of control. I'm going to do for self. Once I do for self, I can think for self. Oh, I can create man. for self. I can monetize for self. And once you, once you, you know, come to terms with that, then that's when you can start living, like you said, in the highest self. Can I add something, bro? Go on. This is homework for everybody that's watching this right now. Look up the six major companies that control the media. And look up who those companies are owned by. Next, we're going, we're already in identity crisis right now. You got uh, a boy, a young seven-year-old want to be a cow. You got that 13-year-old girl who want to be a 45-year-old man. We don't even know what we want to do right now. And it's sad, but it's normal because I feel like, well, history has proven that change is uh change is gonna come change yes. is gonna come it's inevitable so how we deal with that change we got to find a positive through we can't just dissect the negative and just go with the negative we got to find a positive and be able to outweigh that negative you dig what i'm saying no definitely most definitely that's dangerous bro no it is because i think even if you you look at it from our point of view now. I went through a stage of identity crisis, you know, and the thing is, this is important. It's a form of quantum thinking, as I spoke earlier. You know, it's a, it's it's also very metaphysical because it's a, it's the journey of one's path to self discovery and self definiteness, if you want to say. So myself, I was once the person that I now want to teach, so I can empathize with them. I know what's going on in their mind. Well, it's, it's not my duty to save them. I can give them the tools, but I cannot save anybody. So my job as, as, as now, as let's say a top leader or an educator, is someone who can give out the game 
give it to them on a silver spoon with extra honey. And now it's their duty to then realize, okay, how am I going to use this information to do better? He's told me that I can monetize myself from artificial intelligence, or now I can trade stocks, or now I can uh, create e-commerce stores. So how do I go about doing that, using that to create a sustainable future for myself? Instead of maybe hanging out with the guys, you know, smoking up that reefer, what, 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 what good am I doing doing that? So I, I read, I was one, and we was once like that. So now we have their perspective, and we have the God's perspective, we have the devil's perspective, because we live through it in the middle. Yeah, Do you understand? Yes, sir. I mean, that comes down to like even you know, like even what you all were saying about the whole programming and everything on how like even when we're younger, and I feel like maybe when we were probably like maybe what like nine or eight, like we there was a system in place that kept everything quiet. And then the moment media started coming out, the moment we started getting all these platforms, the moment people started being able to get the chance to talk, that's when everything, you know, exploded. But then you also have part of the media where they're making our generation depressed, anxious, just like socially, you know, awkward, everything. But it's like, if that's happening on purpose, and so when you have people, say, even like us or something like that, trying to just have genuine conversation about real stuff like this, that's why, you know, you even have, and I'm not trying to bring up, like, you know, the Andrew Tays, you know, all that shit. But at the same time, those are the realest people that are trying to say, you know, they're trying to build up young men. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. I didn't even say Kanye. Kanye's in the same route. Kanye West. Talk that talk. And, you know, everybody looks at everyone as, as they're crazy. It comes down to, like, I'm not even trying to get sensitive, but I'm going to be honest. Like, it comes down to the whole, like, Lizzo thing. And even how, like, they, you know, idolize this person that, and I'm going to be honest with it. They idolize a person that's trying to represent, like, you know, being overweight and how that's supposed to be, you know, something that's held up to a pedestal. And now our entire generation is getting sucked into it and now it's that's honestly the decline that's just how i see it and it comes no, down definitely, to definitely very key what you said there i can literally break it down in layman's terms you know it's very important as a people who do we champion to be to lead us into the revolution as they say who do we allow to give a voice to because it's got to be a standard. You can't just give a voice to anybody, right? Now, you said about the people who are obese and they're making a living off being obese. Now, you see how backwards we are as a people, right? Before, you wouldn't have obese people. Now, you have obese people talking about how it's okay to be obese and you should love yourself. Of course, you should love yourself. But that's a form of self-hate. That's actually a form of self-hate, being that obese. You don't love yourself to, enough to take care of yourself. Now, what are you feeding to the young kids? That I can go up and I can look like you. I can love myself. No, it's not true. It's a fantasy. Because we, we don't even live in the reality. We're living in a fantasy. A fantasy that we, we tell ourselves that we live in through every day. You know, and these people who are beasts, these people who are beasts and, you know, the sun, and not even just people who are beasts, but the people who are selling lies, they have to look at themselves in the mirror every day. The shadow self is looking at them. The shadow self is the part of the world, the part of yourself that you don't show to the people. 
people look at them. They hate themselves. There you go. <laughs> so this is the shadow self. But this is the point. This is the things that people don't see. No, you see the glitz and the glamour. You see the, the fancy cards, the watch, the jewelry. But you don't see what's going on behind the scenes. Now, the, now, the good brothers like Kanye and Kyrie, you know, they be trying to tell people, yo, listen, it's not always, well, everything that glares is gold. Now I'm wearing gold. It's glistening right now. <laughs> now everything that glares is gold. <laughs> third, third, third. <laughs> yes, sir. Now, now I'm wearing gold. And it's gl- but I'm saying, I tried to say, now everything that glares is gold, you know? And and what you said there, again, very, 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 very key. And and, and I think it's important that to dissect that. Um, no, but definitely, and just I don't I want to know how you feel about that as well. About what? And what Mendoza spoke about about how we need to be careful about who we champion. Oh, absolutely, bro. That's a pure statement, pure fact, man. Uh, I feel like we don't give credit to the true revolutionaries, or who we can consider as leaders. Because he, I mean, he you see, the thing is. The thing is, we don't give credit to the true revolutionaries because it's not cool to. Yeah, it's not cool to or it's just not talked about. There you go. So now, yeah. so now I, the thing is, like I said, it's about re-engineering the minds. Right. We we would rather wear a pair of Jordan 4s than to go support the new uh black business who's wearing the new uh the newest shoes and the, that they've created. <laughs> that's just like when you said it, that's Hey, that's so like that's the hardest thing that you said. I remember it was down to the teeth. We tried doing a pot. Well, we did a podcast with somebody. Uh, what Justin was just cutting them up, and they said one of the realest stuff in the chair, man. He was like, which I even learned something that day. They were like, you know, we idolize Nike, we idolize Under Armour, we idolize all these crazy ass brands that have so much, you know, so much dirt in their name, but. We got motherfuckers out here that are actually grinding, trying to you know make a name for themselves, and you even know them. Facts. And now you. No, but what, no, no. But what makes it worse is that you know them and you look at them every day. That's the thing, though. You feel me? But that's what's crazy. But that's what I realized that day. And you dabble onto it a little bit more, but I was just like, that was a huge moment because now it, it just comes down. You got to support each other. It make you look at the people who are close to you different. Like for me, man, I get feedback on my podcast. From all types of people from different states, different countries. My family, I don't hear from them not one time. My closest friends that I work with, they don't congratulate me. So it, it's all about the people that don't know you gonna show you the most love. No, we know this though. But can I double down until you said Michael Jordan and he spoke on black businesses? Mm. When I said the revolutionaries. True revolutionaries don't get appreciated the most. Let's take, let's do an experiment. Everybody that's watching, think of three people. When you hear the word Black History Month, think of three people. Who are three people that come to your mind? I know. <laughs> I know where you're going with this one. You know, you know, you know what to say. You know what to say. Don't say Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Okay. Michael Jordan. Okay. Maybe, maybe oh, even Barack Obama. Okay. One more, one more, one more. Oh, 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 who else would they say? Uh, they'll say, uh, um, who, who might they throw in there? Marx. Sorry? 
Rosa Parks. Oh, Rosa Parks. Yes, Rosa Parks. How about you, those? Who, who, who are you saying? I say Jackie Robinson because I play baseball. Okay, Jackie. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's so many, but in my head. Like, <laughs> who are you going to say, my guy? You already throw him there, Fred Hampton. He, he said Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. Wait, oh. what about you, Cooley? Okay. That's right. That's right. So my point is, man, ain't nobody said nothing about John Brown. Mm. John Brown was a Southern abolitionist. He he hated the 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 term of slavery, the idea of slavery. So what, so he what did, did he do? He fought, he fought for all black people. He fought for our people. He hated slavery so much that he put his own life, his blood on the line, his family on the line for our people. So it's not a black and white thing that we think about. That, that, that's all of a uh, low-level consciousness that we all possess at one point. See, as you travel, not only as you travel, but as you dive down into your research, you understand that it's levels to the playing ground. Yeah, there's levels to the frequency. It's like the music, you know, the music can be up and it can be down. It's, it's more of an economic game. It's not racial game. So the true, the true revolutionaries, back to my point, is need to be respected. That's the, they go back to the thing of we're not 90% of the memory that we possess as a human being is what we have been taught, not as what we've been learned. That's what I say about neuroplasticity. neuroplasticity. So if we flip that, bro, if we flip that 90 and that 10, well, we're going to be dangerous human beings, boy. And therefore, you got the scar faces in the world talking about the world is really yours. Because now you know the objective. Now you know the moves to make. You know, you know not to step in that trap right there or not to there go, you go right there. Because you know why? You've already seen it. And you've, you've already seen it, like I said, from the fourth dimension. Now you bring it down back into your reality, or should I say the fantasy that you're living in? Because you've already seen this happen before. So now all you got to do is tread carefully because now you know what moves to make you're not trying to be a chess player. you're trying to be the chess player and in order to be a chess player now you have to make the chess moves you know they, they <laughs> the stock market man a lot of people a lot of our people be fear investing whether that stock market that's real estate that's cryptocurrency nfts no but they, they fear investments but they rather invest in LVMH LVMH not knowing who really own LV. There you go. So, there, so as a, as a people, now now remove race from this now completely. This is this is a human psychology thing, right? When they give you free money, what do you do? Are you someone who's an, are you someone who's a, are you a consumer, or are you an investor? Mm. Or a producer? Are you a producer? Are you someone who's producing? So, what does the term mean? Focus over. What does that mean? A consumer is someone who. Oh, you, Mendoza, you want to double down on that? What, pro-consumer? What is a pro-consumer? Now, I don't know too much, but from what I've heard, isn't that based off of, like, where you basically fund your own business in a way? So, like, you buy something from your actual business? That's a term I heard before because, like, one of my mentors, they told me about it. I don't know if that's the exact terminology, but, um, yeah. Not gonna lie, I'm, I'm not too fond. I don't know too much about it. I got a definition right here. If y'all want to read it, 
Yeah, you gotta. Uh, you wanna come in? Sure. Nah, come in, come in. Let's speak the high level. Speak the high level, man. My name's Kevin Cooley, by the way. No, nice to meet you, God. Nice to meet you, too. <laughs> I got interesting. Oh, it says uh, a pro-consumer is an individual who both consumes and produces. So I kind of take it as like um, they like Bible, like off the businesses, too. But they also may be maybe like inspired or whatever or uh, to maybe create their own. That's how I, that's how I interpret it. So that's part of okay. That. So you said create their own, and we were speaking about the black businesses originally, and about the group economics. Now, if we look at you now, look at you, Tree Brothers. Now we have the Tree and Hustlers Unite, and that tree represents the spirit of a hustler, the swagger of a champion, the soul of a butterfly. Now, as you Tree Brothers sing together, what stops you from creating and owning something, practicing group economics, letting your money spread around you Tree millions of times? Building up your own ownership, leveraging your ownership, your intellectual property, creating and going and producing for the world. What stops you from doing that? Nothing stops you. So that's why I say, you know, the truth is dangerous because when you know, you can't unknow. You understand? So now, uh, Joseph made up a very fair point. It's not about, sometimes it's not black, it's not black, everything's not black and white. Sometimes things are just about economics. Of course, economics plays an important role to play, you know, how we are programmed to spend our money. But also, we can be intentional about ownership, ownership of our money, ownership and mon mon monopolizing our money. Because now we've got three brothers there who know what to do. Now you know what to do. So you can do it. Now you can do it. You can intentionally do the act of doing because you know what to do. So just look at start a new business tomorrow. Kevin could invest in it. Mendoza can shoot the clips for it. And that's how you practice group economics. And now one person's owning it and we're continuously spreading our money into these businesses. And that's how we create, we subsidize the wealth gap. You know, we always speak about the wealth gap from poor to rich, black and white. But also, how about what are we doing to create that group economics between us? Well, then I never, coming, coming from where I come from, man. Cool, I'm going to smile right now. They are looking up. But yeah, I'm good. Appreciate that, bro. No problem, no problem. Appreciate y'all. Thank you, bro. But, but coming where I come from, man, I never would imagine I'd be linking up and my business partner would be somebody that's not black. Mm -hmm. So being able, and it wasn't just racism. It just was a conspiracy concept that I had in my head. But now working with somebody who's Hispanic, it opened my eyes up that it's not a color thing, bro. So how do we develop a team that's conscious enough to not see color and still uh, put ego aside while also uh, embracing and enhancing each other's talent and strength? See, that come like the military, man. The military, okay. I mean that you know it just that stems from like even our experiences with the military. You know we go through so much and we go through people from all different walks of life. That's right. And like I'm talking any race you can think of and uh i think that's that's one thing you know the military does but military is only a small portion of the world mm -hmm. <laughs> like what the air force is one percent of the population or some some shit like that in the state but we're talking outside because that's the that's the masses and um i mean it all comes down to and 
I saw this on uh saw this on like you know like me and shit like that. But there was one thing where the guy said, which you guys probably know the person who said it, but he was like, you know, with the whole um like identifying as black and white, um the guy was just like, just I'm not black, just don't call me black. I identify as so and so my name. Like OJ. Not I don't think it, it was I'm pretty sure it was Morgan Freeman. I'm not sure. I don't know why he said OJ. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying though. It's like if we stop, you know, having and it even comes down to like with Hispanics, right? Or even like, you know, having like Hispanic Heritage Month. There we go. There we there go. should be no point of having Hispanic Heritage Month. And I'm not even gonna get controversial, but I'll be honest, even it comes down that? to like Black History Month, same thing. If we, why are they trying to celebrate us for a month? For a month, when we should all be, you know, I shouldn't be considered, uh, what light skin or Hispanic, you know, I I shouldn't be considered that. I should be. My name is Matthew Mendoza. I'm not a white dude. I'm not a white dude. I'm not, you know, a caramel dude. I'm Matthew Mendoza. That's the whole to bring us all back to the whole point of, you know, the whole point of collaboration, the whole point of starting a business like that. That's how we got to think. I mean, that's just my, you know, that's my two cents on it. Most definitely, most definitely. I feel like you should still have, be proud of where you come from and who you are. Definitely. Most definitely. Like, I see Mendoza, like, we roommates, so he walk around with his Puerto Rican, in it, like, Puerto Rican flag, you know what I'm saying? The white tanks up all day, you know what I mean? And for me, I'm a black man before anything. So I feel like just having a proper, they can be used as a, uh, as a clutch, or it can be something that's detrimental, labeling. So uh, as a black man, I feel like I have to uphold that standard because of what we've been through, you know what I mean? So I use it as a clutch. That's who I am, who I teach, and who, who I service to is to the world, you know what I mean? It's not just to one specific gender. But- No, most definitely, most definitely. Who is, so let's talk about the, uh, the rap culture, how that influence the minority community or millennial community. Okay. So like everything, like I said, everything is a game of collective consciousness and collective unconsciousness. Now there's there's a there's a lot of taboo terms in you know philosophy and psychology that they always say unconscious and conscious bias. I'll tell you what. You see, when I have a I, I have a term, it's called the ignorance of stubbornness separation. When I tell you something and you don't know, that's your ignorance talking. When I've told you something and you know, but you refuse to take action, that's your stubbornness. And if you have to be something, be ignorant, but not stubborn, right? See, I said I had to say, you know, when it comes to the rap music and, you know, the gangster rap and, and that, that culture, it's a cult. It's a, it is a cult because they literally, they, they, they use music to and the vibration of the frequencies of music to enhance a, a specific part of your brain and rewire it to, and to go with that narrative and run with it, right? So you have rappers like NBA Youngboy who are coming on songs and just mumbling all day long, speaking about how they have 20 baby mamas, 30 kids, they, they, they stab someone new, I just got a new car, I'm high off Percocets, what kind of example are they setting for the children? You understand? 
So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to that content. I subscribe to conscious rap. I subscribe to the knowledge of self in the rap. I subscribe to the 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 uh, metaphysical rap, the rap that teaches me about something I don't know about myself or the universe or the world or the or maybe a different religion. The rap that I can take something from, and I can preach it again, like I said, because it's important. It's not just about stabbing and killing someone. Now it's about you know trying to create real cultural impact. But the, like I said, it's about the people you champion as well. Because if you're putting these people on a pedestal, like we said earlier about the people who, like, just in general, if you have a people and you put them on a pedestal, what kind of example are they setting? Because those are people who are literally teaching your children how to live life. Mm. That comes down to leaders, man. And who they're putting on the media. But it's the algorithm. And once you understand that the algorithm is to produce negativity and to produce a stable lifestyle, not growth, but stability, then you'll understand the game, man. You don't see EYL on every platform there is that's blown up or is getting millions of views. You don't see it. They should. Because those should be actually the people in that, those should be the leaders. Right. right. Those, those, are, those are people who we should champion, but we don't. That's what I'm saying. Those should be like LeBron James or like, you know, ESPN always putting them on Instagram, you know, but like that, those are the people that should be up up high. Now, don't even get me started on LeBron James, man. Yeah, I know. That's why I brought him up. Don't even get me started on them. But you get what I'm saying, though, like, the media just constantly picks who it, they want LeBron to represent James. the culture as well. They pick who they want to represent the culture, and automatically there's a shield that's sort of showing you a false reality of what the culture actually is. But then again, if- <laughs> LeBron James. Hey. <laughs> No, but listen, bro. No, 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 but... <laughs> right, no, 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 but back back to it. If you own your own narrative, right, now you're in control. They don't teach you how to own land, right? They don't teach you how to own stocks. But the least they can do is you have to own your mind. You see, when you own your narrative, now they can't trap you. See, with someone like LeBron James, he's literally sold his soul to the NBA. Or someone like that, because now he's a slave to the NBA. They pay him a certain amount weekly. He has to abide by the terms and conditions. If not, he leaves. Contract is gone. That's why I say to, I say I have to say everything's about ownership. Now, if you create your own league of all the best athletes in the world and have it as like, you know, you uh you call it the God's League for all you want, right? But there you go. That's what I'm saying. So if now when you have ownership, you can set the rules. So now with someone like LeBron James, he doesn't have ownership. So he he is talking from a place of uh, scarcity. Well, he shouldn't because the mind is abundant. You understand? Oh, definitely. And they teach us that in the military. See, a lot of people in, in... And this is my own opinion, and what we say is does not affect the Air Force. I'm gonna speak on my Justin, Kamal, Justo, whatever, Airman Harbor, A1C Harbor. You got two points. 
two minutes. All right, look. In the military, we're taught or we're raised to respect by time and service. We give a certain amount of respect based off the of time and service. How that sound, man? It's the corniest thing that I've ever heard. How that sound, bro? So when it comes to LeBron James, how he sold his contract, how, how he sold his life to the NBA or the devil, I did the same thing. I'm doing it right now in the military. But you know what? I'm going to be having, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bestow God energy upon the devil's playground. And sergeants, you're not going to like this. Lieutenants, Joanne Bass, you probably ain't going to like this. But I swear on everything, I'm a soldier before you were a soldier. And I promise to have my call of duty is to protect my people and enhance. And therefore, my people know where they come from rather than uh, receiving such false information or false See, the thing is, bro, see, look, we got the other people. Look, the thing is, man, that it's just like the school system where our knowledge is based off remembrance. It's not based off a timeout. We're going to take a little intermission because he's going off. Intermission, man. It's all right. I just spoke so uh, articulately. I said everything was all about the and one thing we branched on a lot of different topics in this episode dangerous topics and I really do enjoy these kind of conversations because you know conversations for the soul if you say you know we're trying to reach people's souls you know it's not good the physical plane we should reach them on the spiritual plane as well now as you, if you remember very surely and definitely about the fourth dimension the reason I say the fourth dimension where all the everything's already existed. And this is why we have to give thanks to you know the high creation, right? Now they say that we live in three dimensions. They keep us dimensional reality. We can live in 50 different dimensions if we choose to. This is now you allowing yourself to vibrate in all those different dimensions, right? This is now open to you. Do you have the ability? Does your psyche have the ability to? They affect everything that's going on in reality or the fantasy, should I say, because it's not reality. It's a, right? So obviously we know about the matrix, we know about the red pill and the blue pill, the programming works. We spoke very, again, very clearly about this and very definitely. One thing people don't know, obviously you mentioned very clearly that you're in the army, but the military, how it's like living. Obviously you're a barber, you do... Uh, how is how is it like monetizing it while being in the military and how is life for you guys um i'd say so are you you're just talking about the whole sum up of how life is like in the military or in regards to monetizing how's life how's life like in the military and also how is it like craft while being in the military so um in the military, I feel like there's a, there's like a sink or swim structure 
And so many people just sing, and I'm just being honest. And it comes down to um, there's so many kids that join at such a young age. So they're all sponges still. And for them to go into a whole environment where they're by themselves, they're on their own, there's literally so much bad, negative shit out there that since they have no escape, they go to that. So they go to drinking. They go to, you know, going out late. They go to partying. They go to doing all this because they're trying to escape all whatever trauma they had in their past. They're trying to escape it. And it's the easiest way. And I feel like nobody in the military, or even in the beginning, like the way it's structured, nobody cares. They don't help. No one helps. Like, you have to help yourself. Like, regardless of what you do, you have to help yourself. It's kind of, not gonna lie, it's kind of emotional because literally, like, this shit, it like, if you don't take control, you will, you'll lose yourself. I lost myself months ago, man. And that shit, that shit sucked because that was like, man, um, I just, I was doing photography so good. You know, I came out of college and I was just like, you know, I'm going to continue it and I'm going to travel the world. And the moment I got here, it was, I was like, I don't know what happened. It was like a flip where I was just life really was there was something wrong and so all the you know the sink or swim mentality i sink so fucking deep and everyone in this room knows because this is rough but i'll even be real um what was it it was like one of the days that uh we all went out and uh we was all drinking and shit i got very really really drunk and uh man all of it hit me at once because i used drinking as my escape and then I realized it actually like hurt and I was in my room and shit and man, that shit is rough. I I don't know if I could really say it, but you know, I ended up getting, you know, like a, like a boat and I was gonna, you know, I was gonna go that path. And I remember Cooley walking in, man. And you know, that's when everything hit the moment that shit happened, man, that shit just, it changed it changed me because I was like, bro, they don't, the military does not help anybody in those situations. And they, they say they do, man, because they have to cover their asses up. They have to cover their asses up and it comes down to like, you know, I ain't trying to ramble on, but this is some real shit. No, no, bro. This is uncensored. So it's, it's just hard, man. But the thing is, there's people in your environment that, you have to cling on to like there's people in the environment that care and that aren't a part of the system, but they are going through it with you. And literally, like without them, these two motherfuckers, man, that shit, I would have been in a bad place. And so I, I picked my act up and the military life is is definitely not for everyone, but uh, we get we find a way to do it, you know. But yeah, there's no so it, but yeah. No, definitely, definitely. Very, very, bro. I want to for that testimony because that's, that's not easy. And I think everyone has a testimony, but to share on, you know, on the platform. Can we, I think, can we all get a... a no, no, definitely. Definitely. Oh, that up, man. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Definitely. Now, I could see life wasn't working in alignment with you.
every decision I like to do, I like everything to be in alignment. I like to be connected to source, you know, in my on my chakras to be involved when I'm doing something, right? I can see that you want to do another phase of identity crisis, poor influences. We see this brand hustlers unite. Now you have someone like Justo, who's a hustler. You guys are united. That's basically what because whether you look, whether you like it or not, everywhere you go, you're going to see hustlers unite. Community, unity, togetherness, ownership, leveraging our, our activity, putting people on game. That's, that's what it is. To have someone to be vulnerable with at any time. Have a community to be vulnerable because I feel like the best way to learn community. Right, that's something that you guys were missing. That's why you know when you guys when we first met, the energy was it was like this is supposed to happen, right? Damn, so now without with, no, definitely, and without without taking away from your wisdom, I want to hear good brother Justin has to say. Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, those what was that you said? Sink or sink or sink or swim? Most definitely, man. Yeah. You said that majority of people they sink in the military. Um, that is true, but some people are okay with sinking because they think that they think that they're really uh. You said sink or sink or swim. Swim. Oh, I, they think that they're really swimming, but in reality they're sinking. They think that they're swimming because we receive so much free shit in the military. So when you ask how we live, like. Me and Mendoza, we live for free. We go have a free gym membership. We get money to get free food. You know what I mean? We get pampered. Pampered. So in reality, people think that they're swimming, but all they're doing is losing countries, losing self-accountability, losing how to respect other people, and most importantly, losing basic humanity skills. Because all they do, all and, and then when they get out, they expect to get give me, give me, give me, give me. So the work ethic is gone. The work ethic is put towards the man in charge rather than self improvement. So yes, Mendoza brought up a great point as far as like sink or swim. Swimmers. Sink or swim. Sink or swim, man. Hey, Thomas was for real. Yeah. But yeah, man. Me personally, though, I felt in the same boat with those man, depressed when I first got here, man. Drinking, drinking, uh, having sex. Then I say four times a week. You know what I mean? And not even you say that again. That boy started licking That boy said, <laughs> "No, I, I, I didn't hear you, bro." No, no, word, word. I didn't hear you, bro. You said drinking. Bro, I had. Yeah. I had I fell into a deep hole, depressed, uh, drinking every day, and having sex at least four times a week. And what having what four times a week? Sex, sexual intercourse. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I, was I was going crazy, man. But it's it's all funny. It's it's all funny games. But what if I would have got somebody pregnant? You know what I mean? Sure. And I think about that all the time. You know what I mean? What if I could have caught an STD? What if I get a cop? You know what I'm saying? So I lost myself searching for temporary pleasure. And I would forever say that. You know what I mean? And yeah, bro, like now, man, 
I can care less for any low vibrational energy, bro. Like, just being around like-minded individuals such as Mendoza, man. Seeing this man wake up every morning at 5 o'clock, go running circus in the wintertime, man, that motivate me, man. You know yeah, what I mean? Cop that over, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> this, imagine that, bro. Imagine that, man. You know what I'm saying? Black people don't like cold. <laughs> I hate the cold. I hate the cold. I can't stand the cold. But yeah, man. So how life? So so my question for you is how's life? I know you're 19 years old. Man. Yeah, let's let's hear about you know yeah. lifestyle over there, man. In Ireland, bro. Come on, bro. And it, are you in Northern Ireland or Southern Ireland? Um, difference. Well, I'm in Republic. <laughs> I'm in the room. There you go. <laughs> My brother said northern or southern, bro. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Now, there, there is there is a northern, right? There's Northern Ireland and there's Republic of Um, So you ask me how I'm living. I'll tell you how I'm living. Because everybody around me is living as a herd. You know, everyone around me is just happy being content. The chest board, but that's not me. You know, I'm 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 not happy just being a piece in the chessboard more. So everything I do is about everything I do is strategic. Um, you want to say something, Mendoza? Oh uh, no, no, no. Uh, this is probably like after the fact, but um, man, you're 19, bro. Like what? Yeah, clap for that, man. At a young ass age, bro. Nineteen years old, man. Like, but the real question is, even with that, is like, man, what what brought this out? You know, like that spark that you asked me a while ago. Like, what was your spark, man? Like, where did it all? Okay, start? cool. So, okay, cool. Forward. So now the in, now now the interviewers get interviewed, huh? Is how we coming now? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, cool. I tell you, I tell you a little bit about me, right? You know, oh, very stubborn, very very stubborn. You know, swagger about me. Like I said, the swagger of a champion. You know, I always had a swagger about me. You know, I always had to. I was always good with people. People always, I, I always had this infectious energy, whether I knew. Now, for myself, growing up, I remember that, especially in school, he was the class clown. That was me times 10. But you see, the thing with me, with me was, I was very intelligent, but I was, I was, I was a, because of how the backlash would be. Because like, you know, this guy's putting out, putting up his signs out in class like why won't that brother shut up already you know that kind of way so that was my mindset going to I'd rather express being dumb that's how I started. but you know I'd rather express being dumb so at that time my influences were the and at that time I was I was involved with all sorts of rubbish you know we was doing we was doing all sorts of shops doing every every single thing you could think of, we was doing it you know what I'm saying so Now that, that that was that was that it, how as how backwards that is, that, but that reality as I've seen. Uh, growing up, I was a footballer as well, a very good footballer. I was an athlete. I'm still am, but I was an athlete back then. I mean how? Um, there's a term in philosophy about the and and how the inner child goes through an awakening from inner child to you know. Uh, how can I say, inner child to 
to to the to the elderly wisdom. Mm. What happens is you have to go through a deep moment of clarity. For Joseph, that could have been his mother died. It would have been when you know you were trying to get into the. For but for myself, I broke my knee in half. So I actually snapped my. Well, the freak a freak accident. Um, I don't want to dive too deep into the details. I won't tell the story as it is. So for those, I was basically I was out of sport for, two. and for those two years, what I did, I wasted my life. You know, I wasn't like you where I was drinking. To be honest, I tell you the truth, I've never drank before. I've never been intoxicated before. You know, I've never done any drugs. I knew right from wrong, even still. But my thing was, I was self hate junk food. Not just in the physical form, but in the mental form and the spiritual form. Consuming other junk food, whether that be true, you know, um, something I'm consuming, the food I'm eating, the people I'm watching, the influences I'm allowing myself to be in. So this is when I'm 15, 16. Now, for the next two years of my life, I'm just going to be completely wasted. So there's no point in me, but there was no productivity. I was in the home all day, eating that potato chips as I saw you eating videos and ps4s all that kind of stuff right yeah. until yeah. what happened um you see the thing is i know i, I know what we are all god right because you know he is in the image of him but what see god look at a woman because a woman can she can give birth to life and what does god do god gives birth to light to life right and even if you even if you break down the word woman womb she, she man so she she is the closest that's what i believe woman is the closest thing to god that we will we will ever realize obviously we are all god but woman is you know they have that natural instinct now with my mother she realized when I should have been going right. So my whole life, I was always moving right, as in the right direction. Right. She saw that, and she told me to get into the gym. I'm like, nah, man, I ain't even trying to get big. I, I, was, just, I was just content being dumb. She said it again. I was like, nah. She said it again. I was like, you know what? The first day I went to the gym, the rest is history. Because as as I was out of discipline, like I said to you on, on, the, on the low level, that I learned I scaled my character. I read books. I was becoming conscious of things. And because of that, my friend group, my peer group had changed because everyone around me was so, so happy being content while I was trying to do the stuff that they weren't. For instance, they'd be going to parties. I was saying, more parties. That's probably I've been to. I was at 16. That was the last party I've ever been to. I was at 16 years of age. I was like, nah, this ain't for me. I'm trying to trace gate. I'm trying to trace greatness now. I'm trying to trace my so I want to live in like the highest self should live, as in the goddess frequency. So I, 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 I you know, there was for about two years, straight monk mode, seriously, straight monk mode. 5 a.m. wake up, uh, 10 a.m. bed, straight productivity, business, going to the gym, training, reading, learning, period. Removing external distractions. So I was in a deep isolation. I wouldn't, but I was in deep isolation. 
right? And that's what shaped my character because this is what this is this. Like, I lost the old mind. I given birth to this new mind, right? So this is my new reality. For the past, God knows how long, and this as an result, he's been the brand through the process of learning the Arab discipline. You know, I saw things that learned things that I shouldn't have learned possibly, but I learned them, and I and I use them. And obviously, I've, all these different avenues I've become, I've, I've gone through, whether it be, you know, um, business, stocks, financial literacy, uh, building, networking, whatever it may be. The one thing I can say is that I've always stayed true to myself. As you can, and my people can vouch for that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not selling myself to be something I am. You understand? It's something that I'm not. So I, I'd be living, I'd be living like a god. Yeah, straight. Uh, and I mean, I can't even, I can't even imagine where you're gonna be in like five years, six years. I always think about that too. Just even man, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Start imagining because it's about to happen. That's right. That's right. And it's because yeah. you better imagine it because. I've already produced. If I, I, I would wish I could show you this right now. If I show you my, room, you will understand why I behave the way I do. My room is literally my mind. My room is my mind. It's how I'm thinking. I write on my walls. You might say I'm crazy, but I call someone. Hey, I do the same thing too. Hey, there you go. But visualization is key, bro. Listen, visualization is 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 that's 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 another. Now it's happening to the higher consciousness. Because like I told you already, everything is already existing. Now materializing what's existed. You understand? A visualization law of attraction, these are the low-level stuff. Everybody understands that, right? Yeah, the fantasy, there's a lot more that goes into it. There's a universal laws, and they all work in synchronization, like I said earlier, but without too much dragging. If you look inside my room, you understand the way I am because my room is my inner sanctuary. So, um, yes. I even uh, I put on my um, my biggest quote that I love is uh, what was it? If you don't build your dreams, someone's gonna hire you to build theirs. And I put that hoe like every time I go to bed, I put it on my ceiling. To literally wake up and see it there and I, I believe what you say about that because that is the biggest thing even if it comes down to right on the walls I don't write on my walls because you know we're not allowed to <laughs> we'll have to pay for it but <laughs> I have like so many papers just all over and it's uh one thing specifically the accountability mirror which I got that from Goggins book from David Goggins but mm, can't hurt me yeah, yeah, and it can't hurt exactly. And it's basically the idea that you put any anything that you're trying to be, or you're just being honest with yourself. So, like, if you put on the accountability mirror, oh, you know, I'm supposed to be running today, and I'm supposed to be running hard, I'm supposed to be running, you know, six, and you don't do that shit, you got to go back to that accountability mirror and look at yourself dead ass in the face, and that mirror doesn't lie. 
that's what I love about it. And I love the fact that you said that because, man, like your room is literally your portal. Like that is like your entire, like that's your mind, your body, your soul. The magic. Oh my. You said what? It's where the magic begins. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, man, it just, it's, it's, un, it's unreal. But yeah, it even comes down to, I always try to, um, what was it? When it comes down to writing stuff, especially, I always try to talk shit about myself. And I'm like, and it's a little weird, but it basically it comes down to like, if I'm trying to work out and shit, I'll write on the accountability mirror. I'm like, you're skinny as fuck. Like, you're a skinny piece of shit and you're not going to expect to do anything good if you don't go to the gym right now type shit. And even when I work out, I talk shit about myself. And I feel like if you, mindset is obviously the biggest thing and there's so many ways to tackle it. So my question, I guess, for you is like, how do you lock in your mindset to do whatever you have, whether it's a goal or not? Like, what's your route? Because everybody has a roadmap. Great question. No, I think I live by life design. I think I, I, that that's it, and I'll break that down. I live by a life design, right? So I've designed a certain way where I have non-negotiables that need to be consumed, that need to be done. In order, in order for me to get where I need to get to, I live by the life design. I follow the life. Right now, every like I say, everything is the compound effect. I, I all wins. Because the small wins are added up and they compound to the big one. The way I can get things done is because I have a purpose now. I'm I'm trying to lose. It's not about me. You see, it's bigger than me. It's about this brand I'm building. The people I can impact. It's about the ownership I can create. It's about the communications I can can nurture. It's about the uh, I can bond with that's, that's that's what it is, you know. So that's right. I have a life design for myself set in stone. I know my life design. I can live it, and if I ever do drift away from it because I design, I can easily walk straight back into that path. The divine, but also I do have non-negotiables. Like there's certain things that I just can't not. Yeah, I must I must stretch every morning, give or take. I must stretch every morning. I must yoga and the sauna, you know. I must train. I must make content. I must speak my truth. Spotlight. Um, let me look at my board. I must intellectually stimulate my mind. The stock market. Those are some non-negotiables for me. So those are like my forty-two laws of maths or or uh, um, the Ten Commandments. My tank, those are Bradley's commandments, you understand? So, true, those come, you know, because I have like you had the accountability, I cross them off in green as green is a is a program says that something's been done correctly, you tick it up, you understand? So, everything is all about again, see things to be, but definitely the way I get things done is by living by life design. I want and everything is easy from then on in, yes, sir. Organization, man. Yeah. You want to tap in on that? On how you system works? Or the My system. You know what? I also, I want to, let me, before I, before I, before I let you go on. You see, there's, there's an act. 
they say blame, right? See, the thing about the English language, like I of expression, how you communicate things. You know, there's certain there's certain words that I refuse to use, like hell or or morning, right? That's you no, know, there's reasons why I don't use those words. I always say grand rising or or um, hey or you know what's up. I I wouldn't say certain words. Some words have tricked us to being programmed in a certain way. Another one is oh yes. Another one is blame, right? See, my definition for blame is because looking at me ain't easy. He said, looking at you ain't easy. Because looking at me ain't easy. <laughs> Don't let that go over your head. Don't let that go over your head. That's the thing. It's easier to turn a blind eye to the world than to face it head on. Yeah, no, double down on what you want to say. I want, I want you to finish. I want you to wrap up, you know, with your last two cents. For me, I get my energy. It's not playing. Uh, and Mendoza can, can vouch for this, man. Sometimes I may not even make my bed up. Sometimes I may have clothes on the floor. But how I get my energy and how I still maintain my growth is through the people. As I venture out into places, whether it's work or the store, I always try to learn about people. It's kind of like psychology. Learn the way they act, why they said a certain thing, and what they meant about what they said, uh, what they have done. And I go back to my portal, and that's how I do my research. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it's different for everybody, you know? As long no, as definitely. as long as execution is getting uh, is prioritized, but I want to, I want to double down on your age, bro. I want to double down on your age. Uh, I want I want to end it right here, man. You're 19 years old. Word. I live just 19. 20. So we're all the same age. 20, 20, 19. A lot of people gonna come to us and be like, dang, bro, you just 19, you just 20? Dang, bro, I can't wait, bro. When you 25, bro, you're gonna be a beast, bro. You're gonna be crazy, bro. You're gonna be like that. That's bullshit. Whoever is around the 18 to 22 age, you don't have time. We don't have as much time as we think we do. No mm. Moving so fast. I was talking to those earlier. The world is moving extremely fast. That you got new AI technology. You got uh the blockchain. See, let's take for example, four years ago when we had Cash App. Four years ago, we didn't have Cash App when we was all freshers. By the time we or uh for for my UK people or uh European people, we didn't have uh transfer wise four years ago. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, that's right. So when we that just that, 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 that just saw you in a short period of time how much the economy can get stuff done. By the time that we were all seniors, by 2020, we had cash out, memo, PayPal, transfer wise. Imagine by 2024 what we're gonna have. 
So time is not on our side. If you can get with a program right now, you're going to get ran over. And that goes for you, I, or anybody else, bro. Because, yeah, we can have the intellectual uh, knowledge on how of where we come from, but if we don't know where the world is going, there's no point. There's no point. Yeah, I, I, I can preach all the time. You know, you got famous podcasters or famous influencers saying, bro, we're from Africa or uh, for Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, we're talking about the past. Although the past do affect the future. However, do you know what the future, what tomorrow's going to hold? And that's what I feel like us as a people should focus on right now. The tomorrow. Because soon enough, we're going to run out of time. Even let, let's take this for example, in your local Sainsbury or your local Tesco's and Walmart's. We're slowly losing employees. It's, it's, it's become a robotic game. It's called a machine game. You have to answer to a robot. <laughs> now, it, it's no answering, so how you doing, man? And that's another form of lack of communication that our people are losing because of technology. But on a, on a positive end, are we as a people going to now be influenced uh, and know how positive technology can benefit us? So, uh, yeah, man, stay tuned because this is not the only lie that we're going to do. No, no, no. We're going to teach you guys the keys of a soldier and what it means to be united. Yes, 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 yes. And I want to say thank you. Time out this, you know, this very fantastic day to be with us in unity and unity. You know, what we what represents, it represents what we what I embody, what I say all the time, what I preach. I thank you, good brothers, for coming on, you know, dropped a lot of game. Like I tell you it's hurting right now with all this game I had to dissect. Um so I thank you and being as like I like to say, dangerous. We're not holding back on your truth in the the God's way, if I like to say. So thank you very much for your input. Thank you, Big Rope. Yes, sir. Yeah, appreciate it, man. This ain't the end. I, I, I guess it's, uh, you know, a good amount of gem droppers coming sooner or later. For real. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. Well, no, on that note, you know, you can find these brothers. You know, my guy went hustler with True Soldier, Matthew Mendoza, and following socials, Instagram. You can find True Soldier on YouTube. They'll be everywhere. I'm showing them some love. Tom Mate came from the podcast. You know, for your favorite gems. Let them know. Let them know. Show them some love. The end of love, not hate, right? So, um, yeah, no. Highest level conversation. Ticked off. Hey, man. And if you're not following Hustles Unite, you're going to get left behind in the dust. You did want to talk about. And for all my folks. All my soldiers, man, if you don't got no hustle, you're not prepared, man. What is you doing? You, you're not prepared for war. <laughs> See, look, when you look good, you feel good. Therefore, you play good. When you play good, mm. you know what I'm saying? So, hustlers, y'all go tap in, man. You dig what I'm saying?